choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's Kels. It's Thanks for Asking Kels Radio, episode 135. I'm Kels at KMGZ. So, sorry for being late. I didn't realize um, people would be waiting like that. I appreciate it, though. I'm glad y'all look forward to every week. Honestly, uh, I don't really have a reason other than I just when I when I do this, there's a I don't know. I can't explain it. There's a build up I get, and there's like a feeling I get, and I'm ready. I put it together, and I know what I'm gonna do. And this week, I just. I, I didn't feel it yesterday, and I don't want to give a trash episode, and I just, there's a feeling that I, I just didn't have it, I didn't, couldn't find my muse, I just didn't have it, I don't know any other, other way to explain it, but I knew it would be trash, I knew I wouldn't have anything to say, it, w- it wouldn't have been a good episode, I mean, I don't know, anyway, I can explain it, I used to play ball, and some days, like, you just have an off shooting day, like, you just, nothing goes in, and you just, you don't have that feeling, that's just, I just, did, I knew it was gonna be trash, so, you know, I, um, I just couldn't do it, sorry y'all it doesn't happen often, but it did yesterday, I don't know, it might just be a I mean, I feel like I got a lot off last week, and maybe I just burnt out a little bit, but um I'm here today, I'm ready I'm, I'm, I got the feeling back today so maybe I was just tired, I don't know, but I apologize I, I try not to be late um, with things alright, so let's get started um Yours in negritude, um, you know what, it's also a topic, but I'll just give it to this, so I, I started, well, I'm giving it to Grownish. love, love, love the show, I didn't, I saw y'all tweeting about it and talking about it, but I could, I didn't know what it was on, it's on some channel called, um, Freedom or something, you know, people were saying ABC Family, I'm like, the fuck is ABC Family, I don't know what that is, on my cable I got ABC, I ain't got no ABC Family, so I didn't know what that was, so I couldn't, I didn't know what channel was on, so I googled it, and I figured out what channel was on, then I had to find out if I had that channel, so I did, got it on, it's Freedom, or Free, something, something free, and I got it on, watched it, start watching it on, on Demand, I love it, I love it, I love, love, love it, it is so not what, well, I didn't really expect Ronish to be anything, I wasn't sure what it was gonna be, but I love what it is, I love that it's edgy, and it's like, ugh, I, I, I love it, my favorite characters, um, Julian, um, I like Zoe, I like all of them, I like it, and the thing, I saw people tweeting about it, and I guess this is, listen, I know all y'all went to an HBCU school, good on y'all, great on y'all, but that is a total, this is kind of like the conversation that came up around dear white people, a lot of people said they didn't like dear white people, and it wasn't realistic, it was very realistic, anybody who went to a school like that, not just a PWI, but like a privileged elite, like an Ivy League, uh, school, will tell you that that shit was very, very close to realistic, like that's how it is, and um, dear white, you know, 
Grownish was the same thing. Like I watched Different World. I was in college when Different World was on TV, and I only besides them being black. I mean, Different World was set at an HBCU, but I didn't. I was in college when that show was on, and it was not a lot that I really related to, other than being black and in college, and you know that general setting. But that what what their experience that they were depicting on that show was not what I was experiencing. It was totally different. Like so, uh, other than us, you know. Other than being black and in school, I didn't relate a lot to it. Like, whatever goes with that um, fat familial thing y'all have at HBCUs, everybody, all just one of the reasons, there's several reasons, but one of the reasons I did not want to go to an HBCU because I had, I knew a lot of people who did go, and, I, you know, it's it was a little bit too, um, what's the word? Uh, like, they had curfews, and you know, boy, girls, it was, it was too much control, it was too much, um, what is the word, like, when there's micromanaging, right, like, too much like being at home, like, nigga, I'm at college, I don't want nobody telling me when I could come and go, what my curfew is, or I can't, who can't be in the door, I didn't want to do, I, I didn't want that, I came out of 18 years of that, I'm not going to college for more of that, like, I, my parents done raised me, I'm raised, this is the time where I'm supposed to figure out where I am. I'm not trying to go to no school. Niggas all in your business. You know, it's, it was too much of a family for me. And I know that's why some people want to go to HBCUs. I did not. I wanted to get as far away from niggas. I grew up in Philadelphia. That's a black-ass city. I wanted to get as far away niggas I could. I wanted a suburban, idyllic campus with fall leaves and all that shit. So, I love Gronish. Gronish, as long as I've been out of college, which has been a long time now, that I w- it was very relatable. You go to the parties with the drugs. That, that's how it was. You call. I done went to plenty of, be it a frat party, regular party, elite clubhouses like Skull and Bones type. I don't know. It's at schools there. They have like at white school at Ivy schools. They have like certain elite clubs that you have to be invited into, and you only get invited into if your parents were in them. The Skull and Bones and stuff like that. Like a, those clubs. You can get invited if you know somebody. You can get invited to their parties. That's how it was. So I love Gronish. I love the characters. I love it. It's it's very relatable to me. If it wasn't for y'all, I don't know, but it it was for me. So I just want to get out of yours and Negger too. And I guess we'll. It was also my current event, so I guess we could cross it all because I don't have too much more to say other than um Yara is beautiful. Oh, this is what I will say, and I've said this on Blackish too. Like, so I'm an only child. I'm a dad. My dad's only child. Uh, y'all might not know, but I've said on here before. But I'll say it again. My mother died when I was very young, so my dad raised me. You know, my grandmoms and stuff. But um, so I was my dad's only child, and Dre and Yara's relationship. My, I love the reason I love Blackish and now Grownish is because that was me and my dad. My dad. I, <laughs> Yo, we did everything together, we went everywhere together, like, I mean, you know, my dad had his own business and stuff, and like, you know, I've said before I worked for him, but like, even during the school year, like, he would have to go around and do stuff, he would pick me up from school, and we would just go all day, like, whatever he had to do, wherever business he had to handle, whatever, we'd just be in the car all day, so, you know, the thing where he was teaching her how to drive, same thing, although I already knew how to drive, he just had to like, show me like, okay, this is how you need to pass the test. But the part where Dre was calling, <laughs> calling Zoe every morning, my dad did that. When I went to college, my dad was calling me every morning, mad early. You know when you in college, especially that first semester, first semester, you trying to get it in, you trying to get it all, you out late, you're, none of your classes are early. I don't think none of my classes are before like 10, because, you know, don't play yourself with them 7 a.m. classes. And this nigga would call me to the point where I had to just turn the ringer off. 
Because I'll be like, yo, you know, I might not have got into bed till 3 or 4 in the morning. And here you go, 7 in the morning, you calling me, and I'm trying to sleep till 9 so I can roll into class at 10, like barely, 9.55? Come on, dog. You know, so it's just funny. I, I loved it. I, that's, I'm going to watch that. Shout out to that. All right, so what do I want to do? Let's, let's, let's knock this out. So I don't know if y'all know this, but, like, I've been kind of, um... I've been kind of chilling with the Eagles. I've had my little episodes, but I've been, because first of all, I'm changing up my rituals. I'm not, so I'm not going to break with my rituals. They've been working. I had, I've had rituals all my life that I do every season for the Eagles and then we ain't never won nothing. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to change up my rituals. So this season I changed my rituals up and I've been doing a lot of things different. I ain't going to say what they are. Some people know they notice certain things, but changing up my rituals. Okay. And one of them is, one of the rituals that I have changed is to just chill, not say nothing, just one game at a time, you know, not get my hopes too high, just watch and, and, and see what happens. But, and anybody that follows me on Twitter, if you want to know my exact thoughts on this, you can go to my Twitter feed at KMGs. I got a pin to my motherfucking profile. This is how, that's how I really feel, but I'm going to give you a short version here. You know, last year the Eagles was last, everybody know. We had the best record in the NFL this year. Carson Wentz got hurt, um, you know, and everybody was like, that's it for us. If it, as if our own, all we had was Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is great. He was on the road for MVP, but, you know, I'm getting a little tired of people selling us short and acting like they don't see our defense that can't nobody score on and acting like they don't see our offensive line that provides a heck of protection so that fucking um, Foles, who, you know, not as mobile and, you know, hasn't been playing as much as Wentz can can do his thing. Like, I'm tired of y'all acting like that. Like, really, the only weak part, even last season, the only really weak part we had was our defensive backs, our corners, and even they're getting better. So, you know, um, Atlanta was favored over us, even though, you know, they were supposed to blow us out. And we was, you know, we didn't have Carson Wentz, they were supposed to blow us out. They got the fuck up out of Philly with an L. We beat them. Go home. Goodbye. We go into the NFC Championship game. Now everybody putting Minnesota over us. Now, I would have rather played the Saints because the Saints rely heavily on the run game, and you're not running on us. We would have shut y'all shit down. And I ain't say that from the Minnesota game. I said that I saw y'all play, um, no, from when we played, who was the other run team that we played that was supposed to beat us? Uh, who was it that that had a, a, a strong and run game? And they was um, what what game was it? Was it Dallas? I, I forgot, but it was a game where it was another team similar to New Orleans where they had a, a strong run game, and we shut them the fuck down. And I was like, that's why I'm not worried about New Orleans. Everybody talking about they running game. You can't run on the Eagles. Look at our stats. You cannot run on us. So, but. I would have rather played uh, New Orleans. But we got Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's a good team. I'm not selling them short for nothing. They they, they are a well-balanced team, same as us. We're a well-balanced team, too. But I'm tired of hearing about their defense. We got a pretty good defense, too, and I think our defense is actually better. I'm tired of hearing about them. So they're going to come to Philadelphia, and they're going to have to beat us. The role, you want to go to the Super Bowl, you got to come through the Philadelphia Eagles. And until we lose, we ain't lose. So... I just want to say, y'all keep picking us for the underdog. Y'all keep saying we're going to collapse. We ain't collapsed yet. Hopefully we won't. This is going to be a good game. But I will say that we ran up everybody up at our stadium. We went other places and beat other people, and not by small margins. We put points on the board. Minnesota got out that game by a, 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 um, would have lost that game if not for a mistake by a rookie, a bad angle taken on the block by a rookie. Otherwise, y'all would have lost. So, 
y'all 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 think y'all gonna come to Philadelphia and just you know run all over? That's what Atlanta thought. Where they at on the couch? That's all I'm gonna say. One game at a time. Like I said, once we won the division, it was everything after that was all gravy to me. Cause I'm like, yo, we was in last place last year, looking pretty. You know, I ain't no. Well, I won't say we wasn't looking. Anybody who listened to this, y'all know I was saying last year, I know people think it was Cowboy hate. It was Cowboy hate, but I, I, I was a jack. I said, I thought the Cowboys was overrated. I was like, they, everybody's talking about they're going to take over. I was like, nah, I think the Eagles are better. I think our quarterback is better. I'm not really impressed with this O-line they're talking about. I think our defense is better. I think um, our run game is better. I thought they were overrated. I wasn't saying that as, I mean, it's an NFC rivalry always, but I was saying that. That's why I was like, all right. Y'all got this year, and when they didn't, they didn't win, I was like, that's it. We coming back because we got all the upside. In the NFC East, we got all the upside. We got Wentz. We got um, Howie sets his deals up so that our shit is straight. I knew it. I didn't know we was going to be this good, though, but I knew he wasn't going to be as bad. So, uh, NFC Championship, whoever comes out the NFC East goes to the playoffs. When you was in last place last year and you make the playoffs and go this far, all of this is extra to me. And, I, you know, if for some reason we don't get to the Super Bowl, even if we get there and we lose, we're looking good for the future. Our team is looking solid. We got Wentz coming back. We got, um, what's the name, got hurt. Sproles got hurt. He might come back. I don't know. He's an older player. But still, we look good. We got a lot of young players. So... And a lot of veterans. So that's all I want to say. Uh, I'm tired of disrespect. I understand that, you know, we have collapsed in fantastic fashion before, but that's because we had um, Andy Reid who collapsed in fantastic fashion with the Chiefs before. And if it's one thing, however this season ends up, however this season ends up, I will take however this season ends up over collapsing by mismanagement and poor playmanship and just collapsing at the end of the season and losing after getting your hopes up all year like we did season after season with Andy Reid like Andy Reid just did with the Chiefs and when Andy Reid went to the Chiefs and we was like bye bitch bye y'all called us ungrateful and was throwing the Chiefs record all in our face and all that and we was like that's cool just wait just wait Andy ain't been to the Super Bowl yet. He done lost every year the same way he lost the Eagles. Ain't nobody said he couldn't win games. We said he couldn't win the championships, and that's what we're here for. So we wasn't – now y'all see. Now y'all see. That's all I'm going to say. Nobody was worried about that first season. Oh, he's such and such with the Chiefs. Okay, wait. What'd he do? Get knocked out the first round. This year, such and such with the Chiefs. Okay, wait. What'd he do? Get knocked out the first round. He does, He's not he – he's not it. He don't have the ability. He might be, he don't have the ability to win the big game. He need, might need to go back to offensive coordinator or something. I don't know. But I don't know how many chances he's going to get to go from team to team to team and have the same results. He don't have the ability, but he blows games. He, he does dumb shit. Um, you know, he, he has a lot of coaches that came up under him, but he just he ain't got it. So we're going to see. We're going to see. We win this game, we're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to see. All right, cross that off. Uh, so let me see. So real quick, MLK Day. I just wanted to say real quick. Um, I saw a tweet and I kind of agree with it on when Martin Luther King Jr. Day come around. We always shout out Martin Luther King, and I have a dream we pay attention to him, but we really don't give much attention to Coretta Scott King, and she really deserves a lot because she's the one that that lobbied for there to be an MLK Day and for and. Um, you know, for his birthday to be recognized, and for the King Center, and all every all the things that have carried on King's legacy, that was Coretta Scott King, and I feel like maybe, you know, it should be her day too, because she really pushed for it and got it done, and um, 
also wrote the letter that said, please keep Jeff Sessions' racist ass out, and you know, was listened to, and this time it wasn't, and now look what happened, so, um, you know, I just wanted to say that, I think, I think when Martin Luther King Jr. birthday come around, we should also shout out Coretta, because Coretta, um, marched in the marches with him, and went through all them threats and everything, and lost her husband, and you know, her kid's father, and all that, she was right there, she wasn't no housewife sitting home, we've seen all the movies, and the pictures, Coretta was out there, she was right with him, you know what I mean, so, and when, and when, you know, she wasn't, he wasn't there, sorry, I think, maybe it's the air in here, maybe I need a humidifier, because I come in here and talk on this mic, and I just get dry and be coughing and shit, and it don't happen to me all day, anyway, um, yeah, so shout out to Martin Luther King Jr., great man, and shout out to Coretta too, alright, moving on, I'm really trying to avoid this subject, but I'm gonna get to it, (laughs) um, Black Panther movie, so, if y'all follow me on Twitter, y'all know, I'm not into the comic books and shit, like, I just, I never have, I never liked that shit when I was little, my dad, when he was little, he's like, comic books, my uncle, I ain't never liked that shit, I, I, you know, I watch Star Wars, that's my shit, I watch Game of Thrones, comics, I just, I don't care, I've never been in that shit, I ain't had the patience to read that shit, but I'm gonna go see Black Panther, because it's black people, I heard they got some lesbians in it, I'm always down for that, hopefully they don't write them out, and, you know, it's fighting this shit, any kind of warrior movie, I love, so the 300, any, any of that shit, I'm there, it could be the dumbest movie in the world, I don't care, if it got good fight scenes, I'll go, I went to see that other 300, the, the movie was trash, the one with the naval, the movie was trash, but, I mean, the plot was trash, the movie was fucking fantastic, like, I loved it, cause I go see fight scenes, I don't go, you know, so I don't care about the plot, is the point, I'm gonna go see it, I don't have to know, I don't know shit about Black Panther, I don't like these comic book movies, I ain't the Avengers, the Hawks, and I don't go see none of that shit, the when I do get dragged to go, I fall asleep, or I just be on my phone, cause I don't know who these niggas is, this nigga come swinging out the side, I know Spider-Man, I know the Hulk, I know Wonder Woman, I, I know, um, I know the X-Men though, I do know the X-Men, because the X-Men used to be a cartoon, on Saturday, so I know the X-Men, I never read the comic book, but I do know the X-Men, and I've seen the X-Men movie, so I, I know them, but that other shit, what is it, Marvel, when y'all be, when y'all niggas be arguing about Marvel and DC, I'll be sitting there like, the lady, the gift with the lady with the board face, I just, I don't know what neither one of y'all talking about, them shits is all crazy looking to me, I don't know what to tell you, I don't see what's so great about it, I watch, I tried to watch the first Avengers, I have tried to watch that movie like, 30 times, I love Scarlett Johansson, I usually get to the part where she's, um, in the chair, like, she's in Russia, and she's in the chair, and the guy's, like, interrogating her, but she's really interrogating him, and then he, she gets the phone call, and she flips out the chair, and beats the dude up with the chair, that's as far as I've gotten, really, I just, <laughs> once that scene is over, I'll be like, oh, well, alright, I just, I'm not, not interested, um, somebody dragged me to see, what was the movie with, was it the Avenger? No, it was, a. Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe one of them Avenger ones, uh, I have no idea, one of them, dragged me to see it, fell asleep, just not for me, but I'm gonna go see Black Panther, but, I'm gonna see that shit later, cause them tickets is already sold out, nigga, I would never buy a Black Panther ticket ahead of time, like, I, I would've been a nigga trying to get it that day, and probably would've been short, so whatever, I'm gonna wait till everybody go see it, I'm gonna see it in the Caucasian theater, cause I already know you niggas gonna be in the theater with the shikis on, and spears, and running up and down the aisle, wearing your shells, and doing all that, trying to be, you know, 
what's that yelling shit y'all do when y'all want to be African? I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not, no, I want to hear the movie. I want to watch the movie. I don't want y'all be banging on bongos, whatever the fuck y'all gonna be doing. No, 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 no. Cause again, I don't care. I'm just going to sit to support, to watch the black people, to get them my little, you know, money for, for the black movie with all the black people in it. I do not need all the extra shit. So I'm not going with you Negroes. I'm going to wait till I feel like everybody done synced it. And, and then, you know, go with the little Caucasian theater, probably over on 84th Street, put my little feet up, and just watch. So, might be a minute. I don't care about plot spoilers, because again, I don't care about the plot anyway. So, whatever, I can wait. Alright. So, Steve Bannon has decided to testify for Robert Mueller. Well, well, well. I have gotten on here week after week, week after week, talking about this Russian thing. If y'all listen, y'all long-time listeners, y'all know, if you go back, I, you, I have laid this all the way out since before the election, before, like, before the election even started, when Obama was still president, and, and Trump started this shit, I have been laying this shit out. So, not gonna go into too much detail, other than to say, um, I do not... I mean, if they were going to impeach him, he's impeachable already. He still may be impeached, but I don't think that that's how he's going to get gone. I think he's going to, I think he will ultimately get impeached, but I think it will, he will get impeached because he'll be indicted for several crimes and it just will be an inevitability. Um, and Bannon flipping, just another indication of that because like I said before, usually when you do a these kind of Rico, I call, we gonna call it Rico for just ease of conversation because most people know what that is. Espionage talk. I could explain it to y'all, but unless you really know, you're not gonna understand. Like people don't really these are these what he's done with the Russians. I feel like a lot of people don't really get that this is espionage and this is treason and why they just don't understand it. Because again, a lot of people probably too young to remember the Soviet Union. Those of you who are older probably do get it, but. You know, um, if you grew up in the 80s and watched all them goddamn (laughs) Russian movies, Red October and all that stuff, you totally get it. But if you didn't, you might not. But um, usually in an investigation, when you're trying to get the top guy, you know, everybody watch the crime shows, The Wire, whatever it is. They start with the street dude, they roll the street dude up, they get his connect, they roll that guy up, get his connect. So eventually, eventually, eventually you get up to the higher echelon that surround the kingpin and you get one of them to flip on the kingpin. They started this investigation at the, at the, surrounding the guy. Fucking indicted Manafort. Indicted, um, what's the general's name? Let's forget his name. The general guy, you know, Mike Flynn, indicted him. Um, and, and those are just the indictments we know about. We know they flipped Papadopoulos, but from what we saw from the paperwork that Diane Feinstein released from the hearings... They have other sources, so we just know about Papadopoulos. They have other inside sources who we don't know of. So, they're going after Trump, and if they have Bannon, they're going to get him. Because one thing I will say about Bannon is, I think that Bannon is smart enough to know that, hey man, all this little crooked shit you're doing with the money and all this other shit, that's one thing. Because Bannon was was in the military. That's one thing, but this espionage shit bro, that's not no shit you fuck around, I'm not doing that, 
I might sit over here and I, I'll get these niggas out, you know, and I'll talk about building a wall and letting in the good immigrants and chain migration and all that race, race bullshit or whatever else fuck shit I got going on. But I ain't fucking with that shit over there. That shit is high crimes and treason is punishable by death. I'm not doing that. So I don't think that Bannon was involved with the Russian shit. Now, he might have known about it and he might have seen it, but he's too smart to get involved with that. So that's why I think he's being flipped, because he was not involved with that. He's smart enough to know not to get involved with that, but he probably knows exactly, he probably knows the whole jig. Pretty sure. So if they got him, they're going to get other people. And I'm going to tell you who else is in trouble who might have to end up flipping is Jeff Sessions, because Jeff Sessions went before Congress and lied twice. Two times. And they asked him about contact with the Russians, and he lied. And I, like I said before on here, maybe I overestimated Jeff Sessions. I said that I didn't think, I knew he wasn't, he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but I think that he wasn't dumb. He should be smart enough to know as an attorney what's illegal and what's not and what can constitute conspiracy and everything else and what couldn't. But perhaps he's not, because he damn sure went up there and lied. And Perhaps on the vice of counsel, they gave him some, we'll say this and not that, but I know that motherfucker knows that he went up there and lied when they said he had contact for the, with the Russians. They asked him specific questions, and he lied. So, I don't really know. Maybe he's not that smart. Maybe he thinks he's, you know, covered himself enough, but I don't really think so because he was present at those meetings, and just, a, just presence at those meetings is enough to pull you in that conspiracy and charge you with espionage because you're sitting down with the, with the foreign, with the um, uh, intelligence agency of a foreign enemy country, hostile country. Um, Kushner's going to be in trouble. They keep saying Don Jr. I mean, they keep saying Don Jr. didn't know, but Don Jr. is the one that sent the emails and said yes, so I don't know how he couldn't know. Um, but yeah, I think it's all coming down. I think he, I think it's all of them, and that's why the Republicans are doing all this shit so haphazardly in the rush because they know they got to get whatever lasting damage, whatever damage they can do that cannot be undone. They need to get it done because this motherfucker's gonna be gone, and that's why they're all retiring and they all just saying we don't give a fuck. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that, and not worrying about consequences about the elections and all that because they know they gonna they know they done dollars as far as that goes anyway. The motherfuckers gonna be out. It's gonna be this huge scandal. They already flipping shit blue. Look, I ain't got time for it. Like, look, look, just we've been wanting to do this shit since FDR. We wanted to snatch everything from everybody, take food out of babies' mouths, throw the sick out the hospital, crash the economy again. As long as we get our money, do it, do it, do it, do it. We only got a little bit of time. Hurry up, because this motherfucker gonna be gone, and we don't know who gonna come in here after that. They might put motherfucking I don't know another another nigger up in there for all we know. Let's you know Hillary. Hillary might still end up president. I don't know. It could happen. Let's just get this shit done. That's what I think. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I've been saying, I keep saying, I don't think he's gonna make it, I don't know, but Mueller is very thorough, and this shit is, yo, he's brought in an IT expert, so that means he's looking into the hacking, he's already doing the money laundering, and that money laundering, that can go so far, you don't know how far, and I still think Paul, Paul, uh, Ryan is gonna be involved at some point, so once you start looking at, once you start following the money, which is what I did for 10 years, you never know where that shit is going to lead, you never know who it's going to lead you to, so I I don't know how long it's going to take, it is moving pretty rapidly, but 
there's so many aspects to this investigation that you never know who he's slipping for what, and what evidence they say, and what things they confirm that leads to other shit, okay he confirmed that, we know this for sure now, so now we gotta go get this guy, we know that guy was involved, we gotta go get him and find out what he knows, oh he told us this, oh that guy, now, so I said, it may take a little bit, initially I said a year and a half but, you know it may take it may take, I don't, I don't know, this might be an exaggeration, but be prepared that it may take a little bit. It may take two or three years to get this guy. Because the federal government, they investigate you for a long time. You know, these drug prosecutions, they sit on niggas for six, seven, eight years, and then when they come, they come. But they investigate you for a very long time because that's why their conviction rate is so high, because they sit on you for six, seven, eight, nine years. You're going to have a hard time uh, saying that you wasn't involved in this conspiracy, whatever it is, when they got eight years of evidence on you, you ain't been doing shit but giving us evidence for eight years, it's a long time, so I mean, I'm just saying prepare yourself, I don't think it will go four years, I think it's a, but I think I think it's a possibility that it's gonna go a little bit longer than people think, because they if, they, if they're being very thorough, and they wanna cover all bases, and I'm pretty sure they wanna make an example of this, and th- listen, this is gonna be one for the ages, ladies and gentlemen, this is gonna be one for the history books, they're gonna be reading and talking about this for a long time, this may be, when it's done, the biggest uh, scandal in the history of this country, I mean, what's the biggest scandal prior to now? It's not, I mean, some people say Watergate, but that's modern history. I'm talking about of all time. Some people say the Vietnam. I'm talking about of all time. Like, I guess the biggest one prior to this might have been, I don't know, the spot, uh, I don't even know. There's so much history. It's probably something we don't even know about. Maybe, maybe back in like the turn of the century when all the robber barons and all that shit, the stock market crap, all the shit that was going on with that and all the corrupt politicians, or maybe later on with the unions and the mob taking over. I don't know. I'm sure there has been huge stories of corruption and crime in the history of America, but I think this will be the biggest one. I think there will be nothing bigger than this. This make this make uh um uh, Watergate look like you know some little fucking shoplifting charge or something this is, this is, this is gonna be huge particularly if it brings down the entire GOP which I think it will um, I don't know what, what's gonna be left of the Republican Party after um, but I think this is gonna bring down a lot more people than people realize, so hold on to your hats, just know it, it might not be as fast as you want as you, as, as you would like alright so I purposely saved this for last and honestly this is the part of the reason why I wasn't feeling my muse yesterday because I wanted to make sure that I was careful in what I said about this because I, I don't want no problems is the bottom line <laughs> so talking about the Aziz Ansari case I mean it's been done to death it's been talked about to death To death, it's kind of older now but I just wanted to say something on it because um, I think it was last Saturday I don't remember when it was that this story broke and First thing I saw, I thought I saw a TMZ headline that said, "I see Zansari accused of assault." Now, when I read the story, I thought it was fake news. It just it read ridiculous to me. The thing when he putting the fingers in the mouth, I was like, "This sounds not true." So I was waiting, like, "All right, well, let's see if he comments on it. Let's see what he says, or you know, or eventually somebody will come out and say this is not false. It's false." So they went on, they went on, they went on. See, Sansari did comment on it. And then I said, okay, so the actual story is true. Fine. The, uh, the, 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 he, his, his, 
um, statement contradicted nothing that the woman, I think her alias was Grace, contradicted nothing that she said. He said exactly what she said. Yes, this is what occurred. I thought it was cool. She texted me later, said it wasn't. After I thought about it, I texted her back, and I was like, hey, you know, my bad, whatever. I didn't have a problem with his statement at all. I didn't, I didn't really have an issue with what, with Grace, too much, I didn't have an issue too much with Grace, but what happened was, Grace told her story to a writer, and the writer who wrote the article is the one who I think was very irresponsible, and I believe, I can't prove it, I believe intentionally wrote that article the way she did, a CSUN, sorry, it's called Assault, to TMZ, what if you a serious journalist and you write y'all we read articles every day niggas put them on a on a blog or whatever they post it on Twitter and it goes where it goes the fact that TMZ is the first one I saw with that article that means you called TMZ so you did that on purpose I don't believe she broke this as I believe that her intent was to get clicks and to make herself famous and she used this Me Too shit to write this bullshit ass article on this incident all I want to say look. I want to stay away from victim blaming and all of that. This is very nuanced, but the, the reason that I did not like the article and the article rubbed me the wrong way is because of the first thing I said where I thought it was a, it was an attempt to hijack Me Too for an arterial motive, which was that bitch trying to get on or get famous or whatever the case, get herself in the news with this girl's story. But the other thing was, you know, we have to be careful that we don't jump out the window on the Me Too. Me Too is very serious. It's a it's 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 a revolution. I get all that. But here's here's the thing. And I told y'all before, my new role, it's a multifaceted role, but one of the things that we do is we we when issues of this nature come up at work or any any kind of anything that occurs that may we don't want to hit the news and maybe look bad on us. Like the shit, okay, for example, the shit, remember the shit that happened with Google, I think it was Google, where the guy wrote the letter or he wrote the employee thing about how women are, and that shit got out and it made the company look horrible. Shit like that. It's our job to deal with shit so that kind of shit does not occur. That's part of my role. So I deal with this very topic, sexual, whatever it is. And the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way about that article is because not to dismiss what that girl felt, I think she felt exactly what she said, I think every woman is familiar with that story, probably has a similar story to that, but the thing about sexual harassment, assault, all these things, is that it is, it is a threat, right, it is, it is, and threat is broadly interpreted, but it is a quid pro quo, right, I am, I am, Holding, I am forcing my will on you, or I'm I'm holding this have sex with me, or do whatever perverted shit I want you to do with me, under threat that you know I'm gonna not hire you, I'm gonna blacklist you, I'm gonna whatever it is, I'm gonna tell people you're a hoe, whatever it is, ruin your career, ruin your whatever it is. All of these Me Too stories is it's this coercion, right? That's the thing. We can't make regret. You did something that you didn't, maybe didn't want to do, wasn't comfortable doing, but you did it without, you did it begrudgingly, right? You did it uncomfortably, 
but you did it. You, it's not like you your will was overpowered or you were threatened or anything. You, you did it. You probably didn't want to do it. It wasn't pleasant, but you did it. That's regret. I, I, I don't know if we can put that incident in the same thing as an assault or, or just even... Just something simple, it don't have to be an assault, it, you know, just something simple of what the Me Too was about, which was like, hey, if you don't go out with me, you know, I don't know about this promotion, or whatever small thing it is, like, I'm not trying to, I just don't think that story was this was was the same as what the Me Too issue is, and I think that it is unfair to, and, and dishonest, to try to make it the same. Now, I've seen a lot of people saying she should have got up and left. Look, I'm not going to say what she should or should not have done because I'm going to tell you something, man. I done been in war in a lot of places, and you never know how a person, man or woman, is going to react until they react. People can sit up here and say what they would have did all they want to, but depending on the situation, you never know how you're going to react. I have seen grown, big, macho men freeze up, and I've seen little soccer moms with their little, you know, Bible scriptures at their desk and their little grandkids' pictures or whatever the case turn into motherfucking MacGyver in, in the stressful situation. Like, I seen it. Like, goddamn, Barbara, what the... You done hopped over the... I ain't know you. You done shot eight niggas. What the fuck? Like, I've seen it, right? I've seen it. You never know how you're going to react until you react. So I, I, I don't want to say that. But I just felt that the... Right, I'm not caping for Aziz... I just, my personal opinion is, I feel like you have to give, you can't call somebody, uh, uh, even like, uh, let me see, what is the word? You can't accuse, in my opinion, you can't accuse somebody of being a creep or an assault or whatever mild thing, you know, just coercion. You have to give them the opportunity to know that what they are doing is not wanted, not consented to, doesn't want to be complied with, whatever the case, and in reading that story, I don't feel like she ever did that, she said the, oh, I gave you obvious nonverbal clues, what is an obvious nonverbal clue, you know what I'm saying, like, I just didn't think, okay, perhaps you thought he should have picked up on it, but at some point you saw that he wasn't, so you can't hold, I don't think you can hold a person responsible for should have known, when you're not expressing to them and, and, and you're not doing anything that lets them know that's now, I mean, we weren't there. Perhaps she was like really communicating it to him as if that's possible, but it didn't read that way because they had, or she, he gave her oral sex, she gave him oral sex twice. And I never once said, you know, she, she didn't say at the time that she, she said, oh, it was obvious I wasn't enjoying it. I mean, this a week later, was it obvious, you know, so I just didn't think that, I didn't think it was fair, I think that he, you know, he, maybe he should have picked up the signs, to me, he just seemed like he didn't get no ass, he wasn't smooth with it, he didn't know how to finesse it, and she didn't like that, but, to, but that's not the same as what Harvey Weinstein was doing, you know, we all heard that tape, where the girl was trying to, the woman was trying to leave the hotel, and she's like, no, the one that wore the, the wire, no, I want to go, please let me out, no, you gotta sit down, please just come in here, no, I wanna go, you make me uncomfortable, listen, I'm a famous guy, I don't embarrass me here, I'll ruin you, I'll ruin your career, that's it, that's not, that's, that's different than what was described in that story, and I just don't think, you can tell that story, that was an excellent opportunity to say, hey man, 
okay, you have the assault, but this this happens too. Like this this pressure that women feel to accommodate, to not you know rock the boat, or that guys feel like oh they got to keep pressure and keep asking. It was you could have had. That's an issue that needs to be discussed as well, right? And it could have been discussed, but it wasn't because you wrote this terrible article and you had this agenda and you put this tone on it that did not warrant what was there. And, you know, the author was 23, which has a lot to do with it, but I just did not, I didn't want to comment on it. I saw people commenting on it. I didn't want to, you know, because I didn't want to say what she should or should not have done. Um... I, I know that's a situation that people are familiar with. My personal opinion is, though, I think you have to say, hey, dude, slow down, chill, whatever. I think you have to give a person a chance. Now, if they continue to do it, that's a different story, but I just don't, I don't think it's fair to say, oh, uh, like a day later, not at the time. You know, it doesn't take, you can do something as simple as, you know, touch somebody on the shoulder, or just when they lean in, you just put your arm out, stop. You don't have to say stop. You put your arm out. That's to that's indi- that's something that everybody understands. And you know, as oh, I gave you obvious nonverbal clues, but not describing what they are. I just didn't think it was fair. I, you know, it may have been obvious to you, not to him. To me, you didn't express anything that I read that would indicate to this guy, and this is not a smooth guy, like, no, no shots against Aziz, I'm sorry, but he looks like a little nerdy Indian dude that probably never got girls until he got famous and got a little money, like, he doesn't look like he was, like, a ladies man in high school, he doesn't even pretend to be, like, his whole show is about how he's not, so, dudes like that, them tech dudes, them nerd dudes that get all the way grown and never really had the, you know, the rite of passage that we had, you know, never really got girls in high school, don't really know how to talk to girls, you know, never got the girl, they, they not, they inartful, they not smooth a lot, and so, you know, to say obvious verbal clues, they might not have been obvious to him, sis, cause he don't have, you know, and I'm not trying to, call, look, I'm not trying to call a nigga nerd, maybe he do get girls, but I'm just saying, nothing about him says he does, and nothing about the stories and he tells says he does, so, I just, I didn't think it was fair, I think it did a disservice, I didn't think it was helpful, I think it kind of, it, you know, when you do things like, the, 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 my whole thing with, with stuff like that is, and, and any, any, any genre, be it racist, whatever you're doing, when, I don't like when you try, when you do things like that, you make it hard for people who really have suffered those things to get their due. Because you make it so easy for all the knuckleheads to rush in and be like, oh, see, they're overreacting. And like I said last week, when people say, like, oh, there's a difference between touching your knee. No, it's really not. But when you do stuff like that, you make it hard to trust you. You make it look like women are silly, infantile, you know, not responsible, don't have agency, aren't able to express, you know, what they want to express. We know that's not true. Um... And I just don't think it's helpful, and I think it damages the, you know, the victims out here are like, hey, this really happened to me, and this is terrible, and here you come with this other story that's not the same thing, and trying to pile it on. And I just don't think it was helpful. I think it was terribly written. Um, I don't really think, I don't even think the Grace Girl, I don't blame, she just told her story. I feel like the author did that shit. I feel like the author wrote that horrible shit the way she wrote it. Um, and I just didn't think it was helpful at all. So, 
that's all I'm gonna say. I said the rest on Twitter. I'm not. It's, I feel like it's a. It's been said. I've retweeted people who have expressed themselves way more than me, better than me on this particular issue. Um, there's been some events since, which since where the girl, you know, wrote an email to one of the women um, who, you know basically hit her with the fuck out of here with that story and wanted her to come on the show she wrote a, a career not good for your career email um, but I think that email was, if you didn't already get that this person is probably not mature and probably lacks nuance and probably is one of these, you know new niggas that, you know, just write whatever and don't really have they think they, their opinion is you know, just how it is that email was indicative of it, so it's like, okay, I'm not surprised, this, this email uh, is showing her to be the knucklehead that I suspected she was from this, if you didn't already know from this article. So, that's all I wanted to say. Also, um, shout out to um, Jeff, I am Jeff Sledge and Sean on Twitter, I sat in with them to do um, Pop Life Podcast, and we talk about it some more on there, and I'm a little bit the conversation is a little bit different, I elaborate a little bit more, so that's also why I'm just kind of giving y'all the short synopsis here, because I feel like I talked about it out, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it, so, there you go. Alright, so moving on to Genghis Kicks, so, I'm gonna put them up, I got a few pair, and I was trying to surprise y'all with some shit, but the TL hit it, hit it early, so there's a pair of, um, uh, there's a pair of, um, Hirachis, they like five grand, I'm not getting them, but I just want y'all to see them, because I think it's dope, put them up, um, what else, hold on, I collect these all through the week, oh, there's a new pair of, um, so the Adidas boots I told y'all about, there's a new pair of Goku coming out, I'm getting these joints, these joints is hot fire, they're coming out in August, dope, I'm put them up, you'll see them, um, there's some new Ablos, I didn't get the first pair, I'm gonna put this pair up, hopefully I get this pair, um, there's some Nike um, Air Max ones that are coming out. Put them up, pretty dope. I try to. I know I said I was gonna try to do more for for women. I gotta admit, I don't like a lot of women's sneakers. I just feel like you should just get the men's, and I think most women do just get the men's. But I, I will put a pair of Vapor Maxes up. That's for that's um, women's that are kind of dope. Call Hyper Punch, you might like. Um, yeah, and then I'll put up the uh oh. These fucking denim Jordans. I wouldn't be caught pe- dead in a pair of denim sneakers, let alone Jordans. But I'm gonna put them up because they Jordans, and some of y'all might like them. But I think they're horrible, and I don't know where you would ever wear denim sneakers to. And I would not get Jordans and no denim, but whatever, and put them up. But these Air Hirachis, man, these joints, whew, these are nice. They five thousand dollars. They 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 might go down when they get released. We'll see because this is on Flight Club before they come out. I'm not paying five thousand dollars for sneakers ever. But these joints are hot fire. I, I'm gonna put them up so y'all can see. Alright, um, so that's the episode, short and sweet this week, I gave y'all real long last week, I told y'all I'd probably make up for it with a shorter episode this week, there you go, um, this is episode 135, thanks for asking Kel's Radio, listen, thanks for listening y'all, thanks, um, y'all been retweeting me and recommending me, go to, um, iTunes, rate me five stars, please, um, tell your friends, um, if you wanna write, I don't know, I, whatever, the podcast email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter at thanks underscore for asking without the g you can follow my personal account at kmgz please follow me both places I'm trying to get my followers up on thanks for asking so follow me over there please thanks um and thank y'all man thank y'all for 
listening and waiting. And um, I told you I was going to be out tomorrow, but it's going to be out today. It's early. My daddy told me under promise and over deliver. So set y'all up. So, yeah, I'm dropping it today. So it's still coming out on Thursday. Just a little late. I told y'all Friday because, you know, have y'all think y'all was going to be waiting. But y'all not. Here it is. I'm back. Um, Yeah, so... Once again, I got all the way through without an episode title, but I'll come up with it before I post it. All right, y'all. Thanks. See y'all next week. Peace.